Hey guys, this week's episode of The Hate Journals is being brought to you by Traveling Triggers. Traveling Triggers is a company founded by advanced nurse practitioner Beth Keen. Traveling Triggers specializes in offering a great alternative to pain relief, and the best part is you never have to leave your home. Trigger point injections are used to break up muscle spasms, pain, and tightness by using numbing medications and anti-inflammatories. The results are immediate and can last up to four weeks. Now, me, myself, Black Mamba, I personally get trigger point injections every three weeks in my shoulder, and it relieves severe muscle pain that I get. And the great part is she has to come to me. So it's amazing. It's private. And it really is convenient. If you contact Beth at 775-830-4941 or email her at beth at travelingtriggers.com, Right now, she will give you a free phone consultation. You can also visit her website at travelingtriggers.com to see her pricing options as well. And she's also there to answer any of your questions. Let this be a great alternative to your pain with Traveling Triggers. Now, let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hate Journals. Guess who's back in the studio? What's up, guys? Just yawning. I'm gonna call mm. you yawn. That's what you're. I know. That's what your 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 name. Dude, we're making been. it happen though. Fucking yawns. I know, but you look mm. fire. Mm. You look so good. Mm. Trying I to get, get back jealous sometimes when you're when you leave work because you have to look on mm-hmm. point because who is going to get their hair done by a busted bitch? Busted. Not dude. I. No, not when I'm slinging the shit I'm slinging. No, absolutely not. The only time that I let that remotely slide is if I'm getting um like my nails done and the nail artist has like, you know, nail polish or whatever underneath her nails, I will let that slide. But other than that, I'm not going to someone who looks busted. No. What? No. No. Absolutely not. You don't know what I want. You have no idea what I need. You have no idea. Um yeah, how was your week? You know, weeks uh, been fire. We're coming up on the 4th of July, and yes. I am excited. Me too. I am excited, dude. I am jacked up. I love the 4th of July, though. I love it. I'm all about that firework. I'm all about that good time. I don't think that we're doing any fireworks this year. I we don't... are not. It's sad. So the fire happened the, um, I can't remember the name of the, what they named the fire, but it was like Peo fire whatever it was anyways don't 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 tweet me um but so i got my hair braided on saturday morning yes she started around eight o'clock and my husband was gracious enough to go get us breakfast and then at one point he went and got us lunch and when he left for breakfast it was around like 11 40 ish and he got back and he said hey there's a fire right off peavine yeah. Just FYI. So we took a break. We went outside and we looked and for sure a fire was like in the air. I will tell you by at least, I don't know, 233 is when I was like, oh, this is popping off. Yeah. And yeah, we by saw it. It was wild. 730, it was at the hill. It was trying to come over down the hill and to us. And I was like, we're not going to sleep tonight. Because it was 300 acres, not contained. Yeah. And they were fighting, which I cannot give enough of a shout out to 
the Truckee Meadows Fire Department. You guys are amazing. They went up there. They held the line. They made sure it didn't drop down and burn all of our homes down. Yeah. Such a great job. But, oh, my God, I was so tired. It's exhausting. It was exhausting watching a fire. all the time. Ugh. I'm just like, can we give 2020 back to whomever thought this was a great idea? Let's just bust it out. Let's just get through it. We got to get through it. We have got to get through it. Six more months left. Four more months or five more months. Rather, it's gonna be great. And then it's gonna be Christmas. Christmas. And I'm excited. Christmas always. Pretty much after the Fourth of July is Christmas. That's it. (laughs) Don't we have Labor Day? Don't care. How do I not? I can never keep track of Memorial Day and Labor Day. You know, it's funny. It's because of the old white pants thing, right? Oh, yes. So you'd always be like, Can't wait, wear white after Labor Day. Is it? Do I wear white? You can't wear white after Labor Day, which it's is white in September. After, oh, it's in September. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Caucasians always know the difference. If I ask any other black person, they're like, oh, I don't. What? Um, well, that could be an issue or it could just be the fact that nobody should be wearing fucking white pants regardless of what ethnicity you are. Oh, I don't think that's the issue. But I still, if I want to wear, like, I don't, I'm not running around in white pants though. No, that, that's the issue. That's what I was just talking about. Oh, it's just, like, like, I'm not wearing them in general. Like anybody I mean. who owns them might know. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just I know that Labor Day falls over the Burning Man weekend because that was a big priority to me for a long okay, time. Okay, that makes more sense. I don't know it because I own fucking white pants. I'll tell you that right now. That's the thing is I wear what I want to wear. And Memorial Day weekend is my birthday. And oh, everybody is. be wearing yeah. white pants. So for you, it's very to. easy to keep track. So then it makes sense that I don't As know. a zero white pants owning person, yeah. I have two pairs of clutch white pants. There's one that I just need to like, you know, the pants that you're like, I'm not going to give these away. I just have to lose like burn 10 more pounds. Yes. Okay. So That's white pants, pants are only cute on somebody who is, um, who's been ready and willing, if you know what I mean. Like they earned it. Yeah. You can't wear white T to B and be out here keeping Mm-mm. that body just Wobbly, wobbly, wobbly. Little, little sloppy, little slippy. You've got to look great. No, it has to be solid. And when you have a fat ass, when you have big tits and a big ass, mm-hmm. you have got to come correct. Yeah. It's a very Because I don't like looking at anybody's situation. denim and seeing cellulite. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I have cellulite myself. There's oh, yeah. no shade there. For sure. I'm just saying, but like when I see cellulite through denim, I think it's a problem. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Hurts Get a me. thicker jean. Be reasonable. Unless you have, and I, the only time that I'm accepting this is if you have a big old fat ass. Now, if you have a big booty and a small waist and like you're doing your thing and I can see a couple dimples in there. Yeah, like but dimples and fucking region cellulite are not what I'm talking about. Yes. I they, think I'm just clearing that what up. What I'm saying is, is you see a few dimples. Maybe yeah. there's this whole no, situation that's cute. going on. You're human. On. Thanks right. for the reminder. Wink, wink. <laughs> No, I'm talking when it looks like the fucking cascades are coming off of your ass yeah. to your ankles. You cannot. Just don't do it. Just don't do it's it. It's offensive. It's not. It's it's a hard look to look at. Yeah. And I want every person to be out there looking their best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm dead ass with my face. Like, this, these oh, are the facts. I 100% believe and understand. <laughs> I also get really upset when I see a woman wearing yoga pants. And the yoga pant is thinner because yes. you got it like no, it's the same concept. on sale same concept and i can see if i can everything. see the color of your underwear through your quote-unquote black leggings figure your fucking shit out figure your life out it's nasty if i can see that if i can see the color of your skin through 
said yoga pants. And they're always black, quote Always unquote. black. What, do you, what are we doing here? Why? I don't know. Did you just will it to be pants? <laughs> Those are called tights, bitch. Figure it out. Because we've all been there, right? When you, gain a, when you gain a couple LBs and you're just like, you know what I'm going to wear all summer? Oh. Leggings. That's cute. Or we've all been there when we didn't spend the money. Oh, yeah. And that's the real problem. I don't care if you're fucking 400 pounds or if you're two pounds. You got to spend the money. Because I could see a fucking pink cheetah torn up thong on any person, big or small. It's offensive, and I don't like it. it. It's offensive all the way, and I don't care for it. When I go into the dressing room, I like to do a thing where I put on the pant, yeah. I turn around in the mirror, and I flinch my ass. Yes. Because I just need to make sure that the situation that I'm working with isn't wild. It's really funny. I think it's depicted through, like, movies and, like, models, like, where you're turning around. And it's, like, people think, like, oh, they're checking themselves out, right? No, they're, they're checking at- for cellulite. No, they're checking for cellulite. Wake up. They're like, oh, only oh, I remember dimples? when I was asleep Fine. on the job. <laughs> not me. You are not going to catch me out here like that. There's only been one time I had these black. Like these, they weren't leggings, but they weren't not leggings. I still have them. This is a bad story. And they, oh, <laughs> and they're black and they have pink Eiffel Towers on them. They're very cute. No, they're, they're fucking flaming. But it had been a hectic summer. And when I say hectic, I mean, I was just, like, living my best life. I was like, yeah. who wants nachos? Mm. I'll take a Corona beer. Like, let's let's do this. And by the time winter rolled around, you know, you can wear a long shirt or a sweater over. Conceal, if you will. Mm-hmm. Conceal. Mm-hmm. And I was going to this show with a bunch of friends uh, and my girlfriend, Adrian. Shout out to Adrian, who just had a little baby, little beautiful baby. And she is such a funny person just in general. Yeah. And um, we were going up this escalator or down this escalator, but I want to say up, and my ass was in her face for mm-hmm. sure. Like, yeah. I had the one leg up and mm-hmm. the one leg down. Oh, yeah, Captain Morgan. And she, we got to the top, and we, we were standing in line, and she looked at me, and she goes, so just, like, I'm seeing everything in those pants? It looks like you're giving them a good stretch. Are you just, like... Like, did they dry too long or, and I was yeah. like, okay, thank you. Or is you, your ass is working full time. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed her to say. Yeah. And I knew I'd Because you would kind of, there's a time when you've questioned it, right? You're like, well, right. this'll do. Right. That's, that's already a bad sign. If you say this'll do, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. No, it won't. It won't. It shan't. And as a friend, I appreciate her for doing that because 100%. I put, took those and I said, all right, well, these are out of the rotations until I decide that I can stop fucking shoving carbohydrates down my fucking throat. Yeah. I think like it's a full-time job. And we all make sacrifices for all, the right thing. All. I'm just saying, don't just do it. Just sometimes you got to just go, you know what? This isn't for me. I want it to be. It's a great look. But it's not for me. But you look really fire today. You guys can't see, but she's in this really cute black romper. It is fun. And uh, she's got her hair up. She's got those big old bitch hoops. Mm-hmm. Big hoop energy. Big hoop energy. She got her, She got her. what are they called? Ho hoops. Got your ho hoops mm. in it, girl. Yeah. Big of the hoop, big of the ho. Big of the hoop, big of the ho. Yeah, they look, you look very, you look very cute. Thanks, I appreciate um, it. I had a really interesting week, actually. Um, after having to like flame some people last week because I just had to, 
Um, I went to therapy and that was great because I love, like recently Terry's on, like when I go in there, I'm just like, these are my frustrations and they really have nothing to do with my everyday life. Just like how I feel as a black woman currently, Mm -hmm. which every day changes. Truly, truly. Um, some days I wake up and I'm super annoyed. Just, I look at the news and it instantly makes me aggravated and I am aggravated from eight until nine my poor husband, he, Bill, like, tries, but sometimes it's so hard when you are, which is going to be part of my journal entry this week, sometimes it's so hard when you're going through something and you don't know how to express it to someone else. Yeah. You know, and we had our ladies' brunch um, the week before, which was the weekend before, which was really great. Yeah. And I think even at the ladies' brunch, a couple of tears came out, didn't know where that came from. So I've been kind of trying to be cognizant of it and not be a bitch because when I get aggravated, I can be very mean and very direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely trying not to do that. But I finally got around to watching that. I don't know if you've seen it yet, the Dave Chappelle. It's not on, it's called uh, Netflix is a Joke. It's on YouTube right now. No, I have not seen any... Any new television, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'll send it to you. So Dave Chappelle, actually what he did was I think is quite brilliant. I believe he lives in Iowa. I could be wrong, but I believe he lives in Iowa. He lives in a big, huge farm area. And he basically built this. It's actually pretty brilliant. He built a pavilion in in his area. And it's all outside. It's social distance. He provides Dave Chappelle masks to everyone in the audience. He got it approved by the mayor. They check temps before people come in, and he just, like, does his stand-up when he wants to get, like, shit off his chest. It's actually kind of a cool idea. That is fantastic. It is fantastic because there are a lot of uh, stand-up comedians that I listen to on podcasts, as I'm sure you do, and a lot of them are just, like, burning, itching. Like, I just want to get back out there. I just want to exercise this kind of funny bone. So I thought it was really cool that uh, he did that, but it was extremely powerful, and I think... A lot of it hit me a lot of different ways. But, you know, when someone else gets emotional about something, um, and for me, it's always, it's going to take me a minute. It's going to take me a couple years, not to get over, but to be able to think about the George Floyd video and not get so either enraged or make me want to cry. Because seeing that kind of shit is so hard for your brain to burn away and to digest yeah it just takes a long time so it's been a very interesting kind of week but for the most part it's been like it's been gucci i mean i've been hanging out in my inflatable hot tub and i've been living my best life (laughs) dude that thing is fire well i almost whitney houston bill last night because i had one cocktail and fell asleep in In... the hot tub oh Oh, my god started to i started to i started to like you know when you're like wait was i asleep for 20 seconds yeah, I yeah. was like, I, it's time for me to get out of the hot tub. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's time. It's about time for me to get out. Uh, yeah, I feel like people are, are a lot of rage, um, r- excuse me, not rage, a lot of ranging emotions, which obviously includes rage. Um, but personally, I'm really down for the people who are living right now like they don't give a fuck, <laughs> i.e. story time. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> pull up to the salon the other day to <laughs> okay. get ready to go out and I look over and there is this fucking Benz like crispy crisp crisp just got a new car wash Benz it's like right. bing bing shine right it's that like cool sli- it's like the new mop just fire please just, don't touch me please don't get too close yeah I was like should I repark right right because I'm right. feeling a little too close yeah 
But then I look over because it's, you know, when you park into a slant and then you could easily see on the driver's side, like right in there. But you'd actually have to break your neck a little bit to like look at that other slant. Right. Well, I noticed something funny and it was alarming at first. Right. Because it was um, what appeared to be hot boxed. Right. There's a lot of smoke happening. In the new bends. In the new bends. Which is very bold to do. Bold. I won't even let you eat in my car. So I further investigate because, mind you, this is the start of my day, right? right. This isn't hot boxing hour. I would, <laughs> if I saw this at like 5 30 and oh, I'm yeah, rolling that's out. The thing too. It's the morning. I'd be, yeah, no, I just right. pulled into work. I have a coffee. Right. I look over and um, it's not fully hot boxed. I don't want to exaggerate too much because the story doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> and I see an old Mac Daddy, little pop pop, sitting in there. Yes. Smoking a cigar. Yes. Just living not a leased his car. Best. This car is not He's leased. He's about ready to get out, get his weave done. Right. Laced up. Oh, he was coming to you. No, he was coming to another coworker who oh, nice. does the same trade of right. hair replacement. Trying to get that Well, you got to smoke before you get your weave done. Well, and he's and he's roughly 800 if I had to give or take. 100 years a century. Okay. So he's seen it all. He's seen it all. Doesn't give no fuck. But you know one thing I did appreciate about him is that even though he was in a parked car in a basically empty parking lot, that coronavirus was not going to get him because he smokes with the windows up. <laughs> no fucks. He's like, you know how I got to 100? Being smart. Using the old noggin. Not giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. Because you know why? Why all of you guys are letting all this inner turmoil actually create cancer inside of you right i'm in my bins i mean he must have done well for himself right he's doing something right he did something right because this wasn't like you know that busted like 92 that he kept in great shape no because those are those right right no i'm talking like latest fire fucking i think it flies just picked it up hybrid between mercedes and a tesla it opens its own door and he's smoking a cigar windows up I look over, gives me a pleasant wave. Then he gets out. He has his fucking sweater vest on. Nice. Smelling like a fucking ashtray at a strip club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's and he's just unique... twirling his fucking cane right into the salon. <laughs> right. And right then and there, I swear, a lot of things, like how you said with everything, like the political climate the emotional climate right things going on socially civilly health and i thought same with the news i've been popping it open it's been it's been affecting me right and when i saw that mac daddy just strolling out strolling after just bombing a cigar because he couldn't wait he wasn't gonna smoke it outside he's like i got a smooth 15 minutes before i gotta be in there you got a smooth 30 seconds right (laughs) it's like one more puff and to watch him just strolling on in there, I thought, I'm giving things too much power. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, I really did. Right then and there, I released myself from a lot of things. Right. I really did. Right. I said, you know what? We only have control over ourselves. <laughs> That's it. Truly. And uh, I'm going to take a page out of this old PIMP's book. You have to ask the people that are older. I was asking a lady that earlier. I said, I'm sure you've seen it all. She goes. And I don't mean older as in 10 to 20 years. No, I'm talking. Bitch, I'm in the trenches with you. 
dicks. I'm in the trenches with you. In I the want trenches. somebody like 40, 50. I want, a, I want somebody who has had a world war under their belt. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> to look at me and be like, bitch, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Get in your car. They were there Roll the windows up. Yeah, yeah. Smoke a cigar. And I want to tell you one thing that your friends aren't going to tell you. Right. You're not going to die. You're going to be fine. And granted, it's not recommended, right? I'm not going to take that path of least resistance. (laughs) But I did realize that I looked at it and I was like, damn, we all need to fucking calm down. Oh, yeah. We need to calm down. And stay in your lane. Stay, oh, which is going to bleed me into my, my entry this week. Stay in your lane. And that is coming as a white woman in a very hot climate right now. Hot. Do you know how as much it costs all to these, mind your own fucking business? As, it's free. You can do it. You can stay doing it. So there's the a lot of things systemically wrong that we've identified with a lot of things that have happened, especially within like our social justice system, right? Right, right. That's – take it how you want. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But as I'm listening, as you both – all of you guys know, I, I do love me some NPR. Keeps me updated. Mm-hmm. Lets me form my own opinion. Right. Hot topic. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Did I say that to you? You, you did. Just Is it a hot it. climate? Am I talking to you about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Are we talking about staying in your own fucking lane? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, what could be the issue here? Right. I thought this was going to be um, a uplifting story of right. maybe some people really charging through. Maybe some people who are maybe a little scared to indulge in their nerdier side jumping in due to quarantine. Right. I thought this was going to be a, a tale of... Of inspiration. Right. Pioneers, if you will. Right. Well, unfortunately, Dungeons and Dragons, in case you're not familiar, is a game based on which people, and please, you can write in, because I would love to be corrected. Please, but Please don't. I Well, I would love, just so I could feel better about this, I would love information. Excuse I love me, information. Live with a fucking nerd who paints, like, what I, are you, ask I, him. I know. So here's the, I don't, I don't want to open that up. Gotcha. Okay, there's a time. Stay in your think, lane. Okay, you're right. So I'm just going to give people the, the grasp. You pick a fictional character. Correct. And these are not white people and black people and Asian people characters. Negative. This is not the fucking Sims. They are ghouls. Okay? Trolls. These are Dragons. wizards and orcs and <laughs> black elves. As long as I've known you, I've never heard you use the word orc. Hopefully you never will hear it again. Because <laughs> you know what I don't bother myself with? Shit like this. <laughs> orcs. Orcs. Mm-hmm. And maybe where they're falling into the racial categories of things that are systemic in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you're looking at me like you're not quite hearing me. They are now, writers are addressing racism that could potentially be involved in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, now, now see, we've gone too far. Now, see, this, see, this is, is my it. point. This is the because problem Because historically, with you guys. I want to be clear because I have uh. no shame. Historically, I've read in the middle and I go liberal and conservative on whatever I see fit at the time because I don't give a fuck about um, whatever, you know, other major people in, whether it's my life right. or whether it's just what... 
I feel like sometimes there's masses that move with things. I, as a human, know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Right. And I make my choices based off of right. that. Now, the f- then there's those people who have to take it to that next level. And if you are trying to address, we're talking about systemic racism within our judicial system. And now I have to hear on NPR about how they don't like that certain races within the realm could be categorized as good or bad. Here's what you should ask yourself, though. Too far. Stay in your lane. That's it. Do do black folks care? Do Hispanic folks care? Like, they don't give a shit. Now, I did think it was really cool about orcs. They don't give a fuck about orcs, okay? That is literally the last thing a black person is about to go up in arms for. I did think it was really cool. Dax Shepard's wife, uh, uh, Kristen Bell. Yes. So, you know what? Let me read you that. I was reading this article about Kristen Bell because Kristen Bell in her own right is her own person. And I should have never said Dax Shepard's wife. But Kristen Bell, you know what I mean? She is. She's pretty fucking amazing. Like, I be banging with Kristen Bell. And it's funny that you corrected yourself because the majority of people don't know who the fuck Dax Dax Shepard is. But I never, like, I would never introduce you as, you know, as Ian's wife. Like you are your own person, and you have you all are also married and happen to be married to Ian. Yes, they're, yes, they're yes, two yes, are not yes. mutual. Anyways, I thought it was really cool that they went on and they said, "Listen, we realize now, looking back, that yes, we should have had black characters played by black characters, if not only for the only reason, other than other than creating jobs where black people. There are a lot of black great actresses and a lot of great black comedians that in the comedy world." It, it is very black and white. Truly is. It's very black and white. You can almost feel the tension sometimes between comedians. You can almost feel like how the this group fits over here and this group of comedians fits over here. And then you have some middle ground like Bill Burr and you have, you know, like your Joe Rogans that are kind of like, eh, whatever. We'd be banging with everybody. We'd be banging with everything. We are... are our, our comedy is not meant for one certain kind of people. Yeah. Our, that's yeah. what I mean when I say that. Yeah. Our comedy is meant for everyone to feel inclusive or whatever. Right. So I thought it was really cool for her, who is not necessarily a comedian, but she's a very funny person. Mm-hmm. Extremely hilarious. Um, and I don't know, God, I, I feel so awful right now because I can't think of the name of it, but it reminds me of the name of her. I can't remember the name of the gal who does, it's called... It's on FX, and it's a really funny series, and she's been doing it for years. While you're talking, I'll look it up. But she was a writer for a very long time on the Louis C.K. show. Very long time. But one of the other things that she's known for is also doing voiceover work. A lot of comedians, that's how they'll make their side money, is they'll do a lot of voiceover work, and they'll do a lot of cartoons. Yeah. Things like that. That's the point. So I did think it was really cool that they kind of recognized that. And they also said, hey, we don't need the money. It's not like we're dying over here. It's not like making this one decision is going to end my career. But I do think it was really cool that they didn't need to be called out. They just said, look, this is what we believe. And we believe as white women that it's probably not the most appropriate thing to play a black girl. Because black kids growing up should see other blackness being portrayed back to them. In the media. Right. I do think that is very important. Yeah. Just like it's important for your children to be able to identify with something. It's the character Molly. I did read that. Yeah. Did you read that? So yes. I thought it was really, really cool because yeah, it does it go fantastic, back to. The fact that um, that it wouldn't have been already cast. I'm not even throwing shade. Is 
definitely an eyebrow raiser at the very least, right? right? And you and so, I would have thought naturally. I've just been like, that's fucking bizarre. But I can also see how it happens. When you have a group of comedians who are friends, and the one says to the other, I'm going to create this show, yeah, and we're all going to do this together, right? and you already do voiceover work, right? you don't, it's not like, it's not like she was portraying this black girl as being like, well, hello, boss. Well, let's right. go. You know what I mean? She yeah. wasn't doing all that bullshit. Right. So I can see how they would have led themselves down that road. Right. Is it cool that they corrected it? Yes. Yeah. Um, because, and I, I'm not sure if I've talked about it on this podcast before, but even when I was a kid, I remember wanting Barbie so bad. Yeah. Just every girl. you I wanted Barbie so bad. And when I tell you that my mom came home with that black Barbie, oh, I was pissed. Oh, I was hot. And it was the updated version of Black Barbie where she had like straight hair and not like a, like an afro. Oh, and I was hot. I was, excuse me. I did not send you to the store to get Black Barbie. I sent you to get White Barbie. And my mom was like, um, little girl, you are not white. Like it is important for you to see yourself depicted in things. Yeah. It is important because... There's not a lot of black people on television, and there's right. not a lot of all. I these mean, maybe things, if she you got know? you black Barbie and white Barbie, like I would have been. That could have been. No, like... she knew what, what I would have done. I would have been like black Barbie situation. <laughs> will I play with? Will I? Will I brush this silky, silky hair? And it's hard too because with something like that as a child, right? And that's kind of where I get what your mom was saying, especially as a black woman who had already faced a lot of these trials and right. tribulations. We understand. Like as a kid, that's like the hard part right now, right? Because it's like you didn't, you weren't like I just want to play with white Barbie because you know white people. <laughs> well, and it was all you that were I like, saw. I just kid. wanted right. to Barbie. Same right. as if you were like, Mom. I mean, and this is just childhood. Obviously, growing up, this does not apply. But just the innocence of children. It's like sometimes you want fucking Captain Crunch berries. You don't want Kroger. Fucking oh, absolutely not. Don't you bring that bag ass, of cereal fucking, in Not here. comparing Black Barbie to... You know what I'm fucking saying. I know though. what you mean. It's like, you just want Captain Barry explosion right. in your fucking mouth. I it's see not what's on TV. the same. I want the commercial that you I just You want the commercial. Saw, exactly. Which I totally get. And I'm glad to a degree that, you know, obviously I had a lot of toys growing up. And right, I had a lot right, of right. white toys. So it was really, to me now, older. I'm like, right. I'm thankful that she did that because it... It, was, it is tough growing up, right, not yeah. seeing yourself depicted. Yes. So it obviously was important. And I'm glad, actually, her and I had had that conversation. But I take that and I go, okay, it's in their box. To then go all the way down the rabbit hole to start. Thank you. That's my point. That's like me looking at your hoops right now and being like, well, you know that's black culture. Like, why are you, you know, we were the first You could even argue that this is Latina culture. Right. Truly. culture. Honestly, truly. I mean, yes. I wouldn't even, when I think about yes. hoops, I do not think about African American right. women. I think about. Latinas. Latinas. Our beautiful Latinas. Yeah. I don't think about white Popping girls. Popping that gum. Doing their thing. And you know what? I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I get it. But what a stretch, right? Yeah. Like, to be able to go, oh, well, you and know, the thing AP is, is like, may not be all... able to wear those hoops. Like, I don't know if those are. It's like, come the fuck on. I would literally like, headbutt somebody. Come the fuck White, on. White, black, Latina, fucking anybody Just... who told me that I can't be a big enough hoe to fit my head through these. Get out of here. Is getting a headbutt. Headbutt right to the face. And that's the thing. It's like we're taking these beautiful time-changing movements. And then you're just like 
fucking it, in my opinion. When you're talking to me about Dungeons and... No, that needs to be my our happy time, right? That's your hobby. Podcasting, talking to you as my friend. Obviously, right now, we are very relevant people. We are going to be talking about relevant things, whether right. it's anything in our climate. Right. This is relevant. We can't negate it. We are discussing it. But there will come a time where things will slow down. Hopefully, we are seeing changes being, right. positive changes being made. And then us as two creatives will move into a new direction with our life. We will never totally forget this impactful changing movement, right? Right. But like, we are not going to be talking specifically about this as hot as it is for the next, what, fucking one to ten years? Absolutely not. No. So my thing is, is Dungeons and Dragons, let them have the fucking orcs. Who cares? And if they're black, like, actually, and painted black? Is different from being a black, like, you're hurting it's, it's me. So stupid. You're hurting me. It's I'm, stupid. I, in my it's heart, stupid. am trying to get on. I was just talking to my sister. As a person of sister. color, it makes me irate. Because you know what happens is that when you do that, you're deflecting it's minimizing. From, yes, I and completely you're deflecting agree. From the larger issues, and I don't understand. And then it gets all these fucking assholes all hot and bothered because then They're there's like, a, here we go, here we go, here we go. And you know what? Half of them aren't wrong. Now we can't even have works. Now we can't even have orange orcs. And that's just my hatred on the tree. It's like, eye on the prize, ladies and gentlemen. Eye Give them their on eye the on the prize. prize. You're getting distracted again. And I know everybody's trying to do their best for these movements, but it's like, give me a fucking break on some things. I want to have like deep, meaningful, impactful conversations about important things like this. And when you make me listen to some shit about how Dungeons and Dragons might not be reflecting how you want within their own races. Like, I can't. get the fuck out of here. Get, get in here. your parallel universe little, get in your DeLorean, Unless... gun it to 88, <laughs> and get into a fucking universe where that shit actually fucking matters. <laughs> unless, unless in Dungeons and Dragons you're reading a script and it's just on some mad racist shit. That's the only time I want to talk about it. But other than that, the fact that we're even bringing up Dungeons and Dragons in race is too, no, like, those were coming together. Those things were just fucking But no, they other. weren't coming together. Like two But dicks. they weren't coming together. No, I realized, but they were really just smashing it. Really just... It makes me so upset. It was... On a non-angry level. But it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I just think that's why people get so fucking bothered. And, you know, some of these um, situations, like the movement, could be... That's when people get... They run out of steam. Well, and this is the thing, right? I don't want to have to have a conversation with a white person two months from now who's like, well, I mean... Okay, I get it. I stopped saying the N-word, but, like, now I can't even enjoy orcs? It's like, no, because now I have to correct you and be like, are you really, con- are you comparing the fact that you use the N-word with orcs? Well, you're like, not, but people are. What is happening? That's why it hurts me. What, what is happening? It's exhausting. I mean, honestly, it's exhausting day in and day out. And, like, yeah. some people, and I'm not talking about, like, this movement as a whole, but people just want to, like, they want to make it, like, personal, too. And this is white people. I'm sure there's white and black writers for Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, I'm right? sure. I'm sure they are, well, And more they're white. like, well, don't, we're not going to be left all, out of this. First of all, don't you bring my people into this. Don't you bring my people oh, into this. Oh, I know there's black. There's, there's a few. There's a, there's a freckle. Black, there's a freckle. There's a Black. <laughs> Fucking Dungeons and Dragons Champions 2019. <laughs> Listen, there's a couple freckles in there. You always find a freckle on any face, okay? But for the most part, in the paint, <laughs> white people are going hard to pay for. Oh, Dungeons sorry, and I was Dragons. repeating that. I was a uh, <laughs> surreying. <laughs> 
I cannot. I, yeah, no. You you have to realize I'm at just some saying, point. When I hear shit like that, it just, like, hurts me because it's, like, let's eye on the prize, people. Eye on the prize. It's hard for people to stay concentrated, and it's really hard for people to understand that not everything is about you personally. And so you can say, I don't understand, but you don't need to make it an I statement. Like, you know, this is directly impacting you. Um, There are people who are protesting, and I'm going to say this again. I don't know why I got to say it every week, but I'll continue to say it until it changes. Writing and protesting are two completely different things. Yeah. Uh, That's why they have different names. Yeah. Just that's, that's it. If you don't know the difference, look it up. If you don't understand what a Karen is, look it up. There's actually a very large definition. Uh, It's very clear. Um, And as white women, you really have no one to blame but yourselves because you are the ones that are going over to people who are in the park enjoying their lovely Saturday. Uh, Butterflies are flying. Uh, They could be listening to a little bit of music, maybe enjoying a nice fresca, uh, trying to do them, right? It's a warm season. Fourth of July is is among us. Uh, and yeah. you are the person coming over screaming in people's faces, regardless if it's racially uh, driven or not, right? Yeah. You're still being a Karen. So, if yeah. white women, I need you and to hear to this. to be a Karen, you don't have to accost um, Latinas or African Americans or age. I mean, I've been personally victimized by several Karens. Oh, I've had a couple Karen. I've Karen means you are not the short. Karen. The short version of this is you are not staying in your lane. You are not staying in your fucking lane. So as white women, when you hear the word Karen, if that upsets you, instead of going to the people who the Karens are accosting, talk to your own Karens. You, you know what's funny few. is I have yet to meet anybody who is upset by Karen. In fact, I feel like P- Karen, if there's anything positive to come out of 2020, <laughs> it is identifying Karen. Oh, and you can like, identify him straight I'm off. sorry. I know there's a lot of pain and a lot of heaviness happening. And I don't like watching videos of Karens, like, hurting other people. But I get giddy a little bit knowing that they have been blasted all over social media. It Like, this deep level of satisfaction that I receive knowing that they paid their price. Um because there's been, they've been running rampant for years. There is a, so the, uh, I sent years. you a video of the guy who does, and hopefully we're going to have him on. I'm not going to say his name yet, um, just in case we don't actually have him on. But um, he does these voiceovers and they're really funny. He yes. uses emojis and he does his thing up top and then down below is the video. So um, there's all these like Karen videos and, and Bill and I were talking the other day because... There was a woman who was in Pier 1, so I'm going to give you two instances, okay, of how they were handled and why. It's so much fun for me sometimes. So, And I want to start out by saying I do not ever um, condone physical violence unless you call for that ass whooping. Now, if you call for an ass whooping, I don't know what to tell you. You go get your ass beat. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say to you. Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for in this world. I mean, even the Lord well, tells you. Who are you freaking accost? It, that's, it's very important. So there is this white woman who is in Pier 1. Okay, and she is making a return. She's got the receipt. She knows when she bought it. The only problem with Karen was she didn't have the actual item with her. You heard me. She's trying to, let's just say this microphone in front of me. She's gone to Best Buy. She said, here's the receipt. I want to get my money back for it. And they were like, cool, hand us the product. And she was like, okay, but just a quick fun fact, left it at home. Okay, just left it, went ahead and left that at home. Now, don't worry. I know what you're thinking. How am I going to give your money back? This is an honor system. I'm going to bring it back. Why the fuck wouldn't I want to bring it back? I don't want it. 
How do you know I don't want it? I'm here. And the lady was just like, none of this is recorded, okay? The woman who recorded it gave a, a very detailed uh, eyewitness statement, and I will tell you how I know her detail is very clear. So at this point, the woman behind the counter goes, I don't know what else to say to you. If you don't have the product here along with the receipt, that is our return policy. I cannot give you your money back. So she barricades herself in front of this woman's little alcove for her to be able to get out of the, of the checkout stand. And she goes, well, then I'm not moving and I've got all the time in the world. I'm not moving and I've got all the time in the world, but you will give me my money back today. Well, what she didn't plan on was like her little boy that she was with her had to go pee. So he's just like, I'm going to go pee. Like, please, please take me to the bathroom. I'm going to pee myself. Like, you got to take me pee. And she is just like, sorry, hold your pee. Like, got to double down on this bitch. And the woman who is recording it, she picks it up right at that point. And she's recording and she doesn't say anything in the video. She's just standing there recording. Well, at this point, the lady turns her vengeance off of the Pier 1 employee and turns right onto the lady who's recording her. It's lovely white lady. I'm assuming she's lovely. And she is irate. And she's looking at her and she's like, don't you fucking record me. And the lady's not saying a peep. She is just recording. Steady hand, by the way. Some of the best photography work I've ever seen. And she's not wavering. And the lady goes, you know, this was fucking bullshit. And she's talking some other shit. And she looks at the woman in the face and goes, I'm going to fucking cough on you. She's talking shit about the lady's mask. And she's like, I'm going to fucking cough on you. Now, you know what? You've done done it now. (laughs) Now, this is where her and I are very different. Because if this woman would have walked towards me, she walks towards her. And when I tell you, AP, that she is so close to her, she could kiss her. And it goes (coughs) in her fucking face. Now, to this white woman's credit, didn't flinch. Kept the camera rolling. Hand never moved. Great. I cannot express enough how much great photography this woman had. The woman leaves. Now, the whole reason why this woman posted this is because she said, when Karens are acting like this, we have to call them out because when you start recording them, she's like, do you see how this would have gone on for another 30 minutes? But when I took my camera out, it ended in less than 30 seconds. She took the little boy. She left. They left the store. Okay. Now, here's my only problem with the entire video. If you cough on me, I am beating the brakes off you. Period. Yeah. During a pandemic, during not a pandemic, 4th of July, could be Christmas, could be New Year's, yeah. could it be your birthday, could be your anniversary. You could have just got a new outfit. And when I tell you, I am beating the brakes off of you. Yeah. I mean, that woman. That's has... a costing you. By coughing in you on your face during a pandemic. Oh, no. Yeah. I the don't cops know. would be like, oh, gang, 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 I don't even know what I would have done. I, I would have blacked out rage. Like, blackout. truly, I wouldn't have remembered. Blackout. Fast forward. Now, at the same week, there's a black woman who is in 7-Eleven. And she holds the door for this woman who is coming into the 7-Eleven. And the woman walking into the 7-Eleven is white. And the woman holding the door is black. She holds the door for it's a sunny day. You can see clearly from the, from the cameras. She holds the door and the lady walks in. And the black woman goes, you're welcome. I've said it here before. If someone holds the door for you and you're, and I don't care if it's during a pandemic and you have a fucking mask on, you can still speak. Yeah. Or give the head nod or some sort of gratitude appreciation. And thank yeah. you. Right. This bitch isn't your maid. She's not just sitting here all day holding doors. And the black woman says this, the black woman goes to walk away and the white woman calls her a nigger under her voice. She's just like, nigger. 
while the black woman, as most black women do, can hear a nigger drop from 20 blocks away. So she turned back to the woman and said, did you call me a nigger? Well, it's great, right? Because this is being recorded by the store. So you can't, there's no fucking hand waving fucking, you can't say this is what happened before. This is what happened. So the white lady is just like, I'm just saying, like, why are you being so rude? Like, you're so fucking rude. She's an older white lady. And the black lady's like, dude, I'm just saying, be courteous. I held the door for you. You didn't fucking say thank you. And then you had the nerve to call me a nigger on top of it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who's really rude? What's, that's what she basically tells her. Like, that's so rude. Apologize. And the lady's like doubling down. And the black lady's like, you should never, ever be calling anyone a nigger, period. I don't give a shit what they fucking did. Like, that is some disgusting bullshit. And especially in the climate that we're in now, that's so rude after someone held the door for Like, you can see the black lady is increasingly just like, the more she's saying it out loud, she's like, the audacity of this bitch, you know? And so the black lady's like, bet you won't say it again. I will beat the fucking brakes off you. You call me a nigger again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm telling you right now, you do it again, you do it again. And the white lady is just continuing on. Antagonist, she's like, she's like, you know, I don't have to say thank you. And it was your choice to hold the fucking door. And da 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 And the black lady's like, like I fucking said, call me a nigger again, see what happens. And the black lady is going down the aisle, and the white lady is cruising along. And the black lady turns around, and she's got her wallet in her hand. She looks at her, and she goes, bet you won't say it again. And the white lady looks at her square in her eyes and goes, nigger. And when I tell you that this black woman beat that ass and where I will give her points, her wallet never left her left hand. She was able to commence with this ass whooping with just her strong right fist. Uh, multiple blows. Uh, definitely the party that was uh, doing a lot of the nigger talking earlier was definitely being impacted on the yes. ground. Just like, yes. bet you won't say it again. Bet you won't say it again. You know, like when you spank your kid, like, you don't ever do that. Just a lot of that happening. But you're right? like cooking dinner. Right. But you're like cooking dinner with this yeah. hand. Right. Yeah. You're just like, I got to prove a point here. But yeah. like, also beat that ass. But yeah. dinner's got to get made. Yeah. Um, and I'm at one point, <laughs> she's on the ground and the white lady's holding her shirt. And this guy's like, she's down on the ground. She's had enough. And the black lady looks at him. She looks at him and she goes, well, I've had enough of being called a nigger. And she won't let go of my shirt. So if you would like all of this to stop, I would need her to let go of me. And the lady lets go of her. And when I tell you, she saunters out of that fucking 7-Eleven with her iced tea. Like Beyonce. <laughs> Like, not a care in the world. Like, nothing had ever happened. I'm sure at some point it was probably therapeutic, much like in any situation, if somebody is verbally attacking you, something that's very, very... It would be like being raped and somebody being like, slut. Right. Slut. And you're like, listen, I've been through a lot of trauma. I held the door open for you, but if you call me slut I'm one more time, ass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your ass. And they turn around and they say, well, and what makes me sad about the entire situation, honestly, was I know that woman who beat that ass went home. And although she knew that ass whooping was deserved, it still made her feel bad. Right. As an adult woman, you don't ever want to come out of your face that way. You don't. I've never felt good about having an an inner counter with another adult where we both were screaming and and a lot was happening. I've never been gone home like a sociopath and been like, no, that bitch deserved that. If anything, I'm just like, why did it have to get to that point? Like, why couldn't you just be like, 
Why couldn't we both be on the same yeah. page and the same team? And so that's why it's like well, I also don't dealing with the things that got you there, like you know, being called that word and being put into a position where you felt like you not only had to defend yourself, but like, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now. And, you know, are you, how much are you going to let slide? Right. And frankly, I know people want to really, um, dress it up. And, um, obviously right now it's very relevant with what's going on, but sometimes you just need to get your ass beat. Sometimes people haven't had their ass beat in this world. You can tell the people, yeah. usually it's a Karen, who have yeah. not had that ass beat properly. And I mean yeah. properly. I'm not talking about a slap fight yeah. when you were like 16. I'm talking about have your ass drug out, beat the fuck up. <laughs> or have you ever had your, I'll be like, I've never personally had my ass beat that way, but I can only imagine having that ass beat that way and then look in the mirror and going, what, what, Oh yeah. what just happened? Oh, like yeah. if you are not ready to back up those words, and that is my point, if you're not ready to back up that behavior with the actions yeah. that are about to come to you then shut your fucking mouth yeah. mind your own fucking business people are well equipped and ready to handle their own lives if you don't like what's going on at the park leave i just it's not your right you don't own the park you don't own parking lots you don't own anything like my it's it mm-hmm. takes zero effort zero effort and is 100 percent free to mind your own motherfucking business. You know, I've been watching a lot of those Karen videos too, and I can honestly say, though they were disturbing and upsetting, and then some of them were quite humorous at different reactions, um, the one that I thought I would actually lose physical control over, truly, was the one where, um, and these people are all white, and eventually, hopefully, we'll get to a good era where we can just be talking about Karens because they're just Karens. Right, right, right. Regardless of... Because unfortunately, right now, white ladies are really taking the cake for Karens. Oh, boy. But I'm hoping to see, you know, more Karens popping up. Just don't be, I don't want them so isolated. Right. Right? Inclusive. Right. But this one white lady is Karen spraying off um, some chop. Oh, God. Why was that so upsetting with the kids? With the kids. And this one, I don't know if she was the mom. She looked kind of young or if it was the nanny or something. And she's filming this, and the kids are bawling. Crying. And this is like, and this is not offensive chalk art, by the way. These are like hearts and rainbows and attempts at ponies and like shit like that. And this lady is spraying them off because she says she doesn't want to look at it. Granted, this was a pub, uh, this was some sort of public area, too. It, it was, um, it was like a par- car park, yeah, area, like, yeah, where you like park your cars if you live in an apartment yeah. building, yes. And she was, yeah, something very public, Mm -hmm. though, right? Mm -hmm. It was not just like a driveway. It wasn't her driveway. I'm not going to let my kid do fucking chalk on your driveway. That's insane. Right. I know. Oh, you would have beat the brakes off that bitch. Beat her fucking ass. To to listen to that lady have that kind of control. I would have put her in a fucking headlock. And I would have been like, son, I want you to look at this right now. (laughs) I'm not proud. We'd have a serious convo. She'd be, wah, wah, wah. And she'd be in a headlock. And he'd be like, bop, be quiet. Quiet. Bop, bop. I'm going to spray you with that fucking hose. I'm going to shove it up your ass. And it's going to come right out your mouth, Karen. Right out your mouth. You don't shut the fuck up. I know. Physically, none of them rocked me. I mean, of course, it was awful hearing. But I felt like, you know, the back and forth, it was being handled. She had very good self-control. I think she was a nanny. I would have beat that ass. I would have made her draw all the pictures back. To scale. Like, I want, in the lines, like, I want a pony, bitch. With her ass. Yes. Chalk between the butt cheeks. Yeah. With her ass. With your ass. 
And I'm on a time with crunch the crab walk because it She's is going to be doing it on the crab walk. I will fuck you it up. Is I will take soon. you. I will straight Ted Bundy your ass. I will snatch you up. I will fucking torture you for days oh. until you finish that chalk art. Until you finish the chalk art. Because that's and my main I'll problem let you is go. the chalk art. My main I don't issue need to is murder that your fucking who fat fucking ass? kills kids' hopes and dreams? You fucking dream killer. You fucking. That's what I'm saying. When people are like the word cunt, no, that's a fucking cunt. You're a fucking cunt. You went out yeah. there and ruined a bunch of kids good fucking time i remember when i had this apartment off of wheeler and it was it it, the my front window looked over into like a car park area for an apartment building and i would have this horrible hangover right no one to blame on myself and when i tell you these kids were out there 25 of them at least haven't a lost i mean their parents gave them buckets of water and balloons and they were living their best life and when i tell you i wanted to on so many occasions, open that window and be like, shut the fuck up. Nope, I didn't. Because why? They're children enjoying yeah. summer and it's not their fault that I decided to go out until five in the fucking morning. Yeah. Why? Like, mind your own fucking business. I Truly. feel good about that. I really do. D&D, mind your business. I really do. Um, yes, I hopefully will have that guest on. I'm not going to say, again, I'm not going to say who it is yet, but hopefully we will have that guest on. But one of the things, part of my hatred injury this week is I have talked a lot about Michaela Cole. She is, uh, and it might be Michaela Cole, so I might be mispronouncing that, but she is an English actress, black actress, and she used to do this show uh, called... Chewing gum. I take that back. It was not good. It was called Chewing Gum. And it was really great. And I loved the show. And um, I love like any sort of like English, like procedural or like an English show, like anything on the BBC, I'm really into. Okay. Because I really feel like if I would have just had an English accent, fire. Like I would have been like killing the scene. Like where I'm at now, but like elevated times 20. Then throw in a couple dimples, even one. I'm now I'm just launching to a new career. Um, but I digress. She has this new show. It's on HBO that just got picked up and it's called I May Destroy You. And the whole theme of the show is, um, I'm not going to ruin anything. So if you watch the show in the first episode, they go over it. Uh, that's what the show is about. So I'm not ruining anything for you. But if you want to stop, this will be the time. Um, but the show is essentially about her being sexually assaulted. And being at kind of the age that we're at now, where if you're still single and you're still out there partying, living your best life, having a great time, you know, there we've talked about on the podcast, I put myself into some predictions that I wish I would not have. Um, and I've definitely been in some situations that could have gotten pretty gnarly pretty quick had I not had some other folks around as a woman. Um, but this show is very much about that. And it really made me think about abuse and it made me think about uh just trauma in general because i feel like a lot especially as women men tuck it down right then they explode and they murder everyone they go to work and they kill everyone or Mm -hmm. they fucking beat their wives or kids or whatever Mm -hmm. but they they murder you with their words they murder you with their words (laughs) and their sharp looks Mm -hmm. like truly men are not trying to get that shit out and i'm hoping that's not the case now in 2020 i know a lot of men who are in therapy, and if you're not, and you're listening to this, and you think you should, you probably should be. Um, yeah. But 
one of the things as women I feel like we do is we try to just control and take care of everything, right? We just try to like, we want to have a nice home. And if you're married, you want to have this great relationship and perfect kids and life is just not perfect, right? That smacks you in the face pretty early on in your marriage and having kids. You get a nice little dose of reality slap to the face. But I feel like a lot of times as women, when really truly traumatic things happen to us and it could be in the past or it could be present, we truly just don't deal. We just go, okay, this like thing happened. It happened a few years ago. Maybe it happened a decade ago. Maybe it just happened. And we're just going to skirt right past it and just like keep going and not ever truly deal with any of that. And as much as it is important to have a therapist and talk to that person and really be honest, right? Because that's the thing is you can go to therapy and still lie. And yeah. lie about what's going on and paint this fucking picture and be like, well, everything is like super perfect. But just like sometimes I get like so frustrated with my husband, like don't know what to do. Like I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. It's like, no, that can't be the only reason why you're here, right? There's some other things. Right. So sometimes being honest with a stranger is kind of easier because you don't know them. And you really are paying them to provide this service and they're not allowed to tell anybody. And it's not like anyone's going to know that you're there. Right. But I do feel like, it is also okay to tell your friends and family that, like, shit's not good right now. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong, right? Like, I've set, been very vocal about that sometimes. And recently, like, I kind of had to bite the bullet and do that with Bill because I was just, like, so angry, so annoyed all the time. And he was very much not understanding. And I would come home and then I would give him the attitude and then he'd give me the attitude. And it was just, like... It seemed to be, especially this last week, just like this like little vicious cycle until the other day he finally was like, what is going on? Right. Something's going on. You're n clearly not going to just tell me. So now I'm forced to be like, what is going on? Right. And at the time, I kind of was just like nothing. Right. Because that's passive, like passive aggressive. Nothing. Until I really like sat and really thought about it. And... I was like, no, there is a lot going on. Like, I don't know how to vocalize it to you and I don't know how to say it to you. It's hard for me to sometimes um, have you understand because there's no commonality. You're not black. You're not a woman. Yeah. So to be able to have you make that leap with me, that's going to take a lot of conversation that I really don't want to have. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to be in this angry little bubble and not have to expand that bubble anymore and I don't want to have to explain it and break it down and that seems exhausting but it was so important for me to tell him so he kind of knew because it's so unfair right to have someone not know where they stand and you're just angry and you're bitter and and all of those things none of those things did my husband once go like you don't deserve to be angry about this reaction is 100% relevant. I understand it. But just, like, tell me what's going on. I, w I wake up every morning, and I'm, like, in the lion's den, and I have no idea why. And I didn't even know I was in the lion's den. Like, I thought we were, like, at the circus, like, chilling out, getting popcorn together. Little did I know that I was, like, in a full-on cage at the zoo, and I was, like, meat, and you were just, like, sharpening your fucking teeth and picking your fucking teeth with your claw. And here you fucking go yeah. right for the fucking throat. Yeah. And I just asked you, have you seen my shampoo? And it's like, you know what? I really started realizing, and I and I say this to say that a lot of us do that, right? Yeah. Where you don't, you're not self-facing. So I just want to say, like, if you're going through something, if something is wrong, you don't necessarily need to tell everybody, but you either deal with it or you need to get over it. Yeah. One of the two. Because you can't have, you can't be out in these streets. You can, but your circle is going to get very small very quickly. Yeah. So you have to deal with things. Yeah. And for me, 
obviously I go to therapy once a week, but do you know what happens from Friday to Friday? Like there's a lot of shit happening from Friday to Friday. A lot of shit that's going to go down that I'm going to have to deal with that is going to be super fucking annoying. And it's not fair to the people around me and to my husband to just like take that constantly out on them and not really do the work and be like, well, this is what's going on. Because and nine times out of ten, if you tell someone, they understand. They're like, I get it. And you know what? I don't want to be insensitive in this matter. And again, we keep circling back to, you know, hot tops. Right. And the biggest thing, I guess, what frustrated me with the, the D&D, because it really does, I know, kind of play off of what you're saying. It's like, okay, we are coming together to deal with this. You're right. talking about an individual level, and I know that there's people in our lives, not only personally, but out there who need to hear this kind of stuff. You do want to be passionate and care, whether that's on the positive or it's negative, right? Whether right. it's trauma, which I would consider negative, something that's happened to you or happening to you right. that you haven't yet dealt with, or positive, something maybe that you're really passionate about and you really want to see changes and you want to keep right. a fucking a push in there, right? Both of those things, oddly enough, can make you very fucking insane. Insane. Correct. Truly, right? And so I think the real hone in the point is you really do. You do what you need to do to make those changes, positive and negative, and sometimes cracking open the trauma can be very painful, but you still need to deal with it. And then also, people out there who on the positive side are trying to make changes, acknowledge positive changes being made. You yes. can't just stay angry forever. Yes, you can't. As a people, collectively, and as individuals, the only time to find peace and be a tolerable person to be around, regardless of whatever it is you're thinking or feeling, is for you to fucking take charge, do what you can, and let go and move it on. Because, yes, you will, whether whatever uh -huh. side of this you are on, you will isolate yourself. We are seeing it in our own personal lives. Yes. I'm seeing it publicly. And that is the last thing anybody needs is to be alone. No one. And literally, we watch so, COVID drive people insane being yeah. alone. Yeah. So we love you. The Hate Journals loves you. Just deal with your shit. Deal with your and shit. And just talk to people. And like honestly, if you're not ready to deal with it or if you're not able, and sometimes you don't even know where to start, right? Yeah. Like, we've had people that we've known that have been at a place where they're just, just, like, deep and dark, and they're just like, they don't even know where to start. And you can give them as much advice as you want until, much like an alcoholic, until they're ready to, to yeah, until they've hit rock, rock bottom, until they're ready to deal with it, they're not going to. But I think it is important to always have those conversations and let your friends know. Let your family members know. If you're on some shit right now, just be like, you know what? I may not be the best to be around right now. Yeah. Someone calls you for coffee and they're just like, I just want to go have some light coffee. I've had to be like, no. Not there. I'm just I'm not, not there. Because today I'm real annoyed. I'm fresh irritated. And I'm going to come off that way to you. And I love you. And, and you I obviously have to. shit to tell me. Right. Clearly. Because you know coffee ain't just coffee, honey. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's good to be, it's okay yeah, to say, I, I can't. It's okay to say, I can't right now. Yeah. I don't want to right now. I thought I could take this all on, and I cannot. There is nothing wrong with yeah. that. I've never had a friend that I've ever said any of those things to that have been horrible to me. So just take a minute, take a beat, just stop, and look right now. If you feel overwhelmed and things are too much, it's okay to say that. And that's it. We love you. We and love you, know, you guys honestly, so you guys, much. I know we're always joking about... Um, I know we're always joking about not writing in, but like... Alex, obviously, especially Black Mamba, Alex, AKAs, AKAs, we would hook you guys up with oh resources. Oh, my God. If you really do want to so write honestly, in, there's, I know it's really hard finding a counselor um, because I've talked to a couple and 
honestly, a couple of them, I'm like, fucking yay. And then a couple of them, I'm talking to them, I'm like, well, that's why hopefully somebody going into a first-time transition wouldn't get this person. Right. Because it right. is, it's a, it's a relationship, you guys. So if you are, say you've done it before and you fucking hated it. It was just like fucking horrible. But that just wasn't the right counselor for you. Yeah. And I just think that's really Mm -hmm. important to lay the groundwork out there. And so if you guys did need help, I know that we would both feel really good about helping you guys find some of those resources. And that can include just finding out if your insurance covers it or not. That's it. I mean, I hope honestly that some of you guys fucking assholes can figure that out because it's very simple. But if you can't, come to mama. No, seriously, come to us because I know when, yeah. again, when you're depressed or when you're in your feelings and you don't even know you're depressed, it is hard to even make the first step. So if you guys are having a hard time, we are 100% here for you, period. Yeah. Um, and we love you guys. And we will put up any, as a matter of fact, I think I'll put a couple links up this week when I drop this episode. So as you're listening to this, if you go back to the actual podcast and click on um, more, it should tell you about what the podcast is and down below I'll put a couple links. But we love you guys. We love ya. I just don't want anyone ruining relationships, ruining their own time and their good lives over something that could be worked out over time and people not understanding and you not being able to explain it well enough it's okay to just say, I don't know, but I can't be fucking with you right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's an okay thing. As a friend, I would never take that offensively. And if anything, I would support it. So we love you guys. Yes, uh, thank you do. for tuning in for another episode. You guys know that you can follow us on Instagram at the Hate Journals and, of course, Twitter, Hate Journals. And, of course, our lovely website where we still have some masks available, thehatejournals.com. We love you guys. If you want to email us, thehatejournals at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.